Hey, thanks for joining us today to hear about what's going on at The Gap at Sawmill Meadow in South Fork, Colorado. If you or someone you love is between the ages of 18 to 23 years old and is considering a Gap experience for whatever reason, these episodes are created for you so that you have an idea of what this program is all about. Hi, today we welcome Kevin and Allison Bennett to the Gap at Sawmill Meadow podcast. Kevin is a pastor at Wood Creek Church in Plano, Texas, and Allison is a former Young Life Area Director and current licensed professional counselor in the North Texas area. We welcome them here at The Gap this week because they have graciously volunteered to come and pour into these new adults that are currently living here at the lodge. Kevin has led us on a 14er hike and Allison has spent time in in our group community lessons on Wednesday night. In addition to that, they really have just poured into each and every soul that's here, including mine. We hope you enjoy the interview today with Kevin and Allison Bennett. Hello, thank you for being here today. We have Allison and Kevin Bennett with us and their cute little daughter, Margot, who's almost two years old. So you might have some cheerleading in the background. Uh, Kevin and Allison have been here at The Gap in South Fork this week for mm, almost a week and really have been engaging with the Gappers and participating in the programming, and I'm thankful to have them on today. Um, Allison, do you want to give a a little bit of of your background, and then we'll switch over to Kevin? Yeah, so I um, recently became a counselor or a a therapist uh, at Hebert Counseling in Richardson, but for the past 11 years, I was on Young Life staff, um, which is an outreach ministry for high school kids, and um, really trying to love on them and um, show them the love of Christ. And so Young Life is a ministry for kids who might not normally go to church or be engaged um, spiritually in that way. And so, um, yeah, that's a little bit of my background. Yeah. Thank you. And how about you, Kevin? Yeah. And I'm a, a outreach pastor at a church in Richardson, Texas called Wood Creek Church. And before I was uh, an outreach pastor, I served there as the young adults pastor and college director for Let's see, about nine years. So love young adults, uh, have been on a lot of uh, different positions with young adults over the years in ministry. So it's been awesome to be here this week. Yeah, we have been so grateful to have you guys. And for those of you that might be listening, might think, oh, Tammy has known Kevin and Allison for years. That is definitely not the case. It's been less than a year. And so to have people like this just... um, you know, when we meet at a coffee shop in, in Plano, Texas, and then they agree to come up here and just serve, that's their whole purpose, a perfect stranger who also loves the Lord within the organization. Um, it's been it's been a really cool experience for me this week, so I'm really thankful for y'all being here. Um, yeah, it's been great. We've enjoyed it. And it's literally been cool. It's 100 degrees in Dallas, it's and here cool. it's not. So <laughs> yes. we're glad to be here. Yes, and in fact, we started a hike yesterday, and the temperature was 39 degrees when we yeah, started. So. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, curious, what are your um, thoughts about young adults in general today in this culture, and where where do you see them getting stuck most often? Yeah, so I'll jump on that. Um, you know, I think about 
the uh, the models that our culture puts before young adults. And what I mean by that is movies, um, even just uh, pop culture in general, but even within the church, um, I would say there's somewhat of an obsession in our culture with youth. And uh, you see that manifested in people spending billions of dollars uh, in anti-aging products and trying to be younger, look younger, talk younger, um, all of those things. And so um, what I th- the way I think that affects young adults is you would think, well, man, that puts them right front and center of our culture in a place of power. But I, what I think actually happens is young adults have this expectation that they have all their stuff together. Because you've got, you're watching a movie and there's a superhero and they're really young and they're saving the world and they've got their act together. You watch uh, TV shows or read books or um, even look back in history at what people have done at very young ages. And a lot of young adults are living in this idea that they need to have all their stuff together now. Um, And that if they don't, then they aren't worth anything and their self worth just goes down. And uh, so, I think the Bible has a different narrative, uh, and that's the narrative of, of it's okay to, to struggle in young adulthood. And, um, and you see that in stories like, like Moses, right, um, where he didn't really do anything of significance in terms of the biblical narrative until he was an old man, right? Um, and in fact, when he was young, he was a murderer, uh, and he was ostracized, and he was living in exile, um, away from the spotlight, and he was uh, struggling. Um, but it was the struggle uh, for him that actually got him to a place of dependence on God, where then God used him to do great things. And the same goes for David and um, and uh, even the apostles uh, as they followed Jesus. And so I think what gets young adults stuck is often the narrative that they're living into, that they need to have their stuff together now, and that if they're struggling, that's unacceptable. Um, and what I think... What I, what I think can free them up and get them unstuck is, is the, cur- the courage to struggle and figure things out and fail um, and yet to keep on going and know that's okay. It's, it's okay for me not to be perfect at doing laundry and cooking and having my finances in order and figuring out relationships and figuring out my re- re- relationship with Christ or anything like that. So um, this is a really long-winded way of saying, I think a young adult um, who knows that it's okay to struggle and that it's okay to um, to not be perfect and to just be figuring it out um, can kind of just enjoy the process and be patient with themselves and release themselves to that. Whereas what I've seen in ministry is, man, it's, well, I don't know how, what, what if I try to budget and fail? What if I try to even cook a meal and I burn it and it doesn't taste good? Uh, what if I try to do my own laundry and I fail at that? What if I move out of my parents' house and I don't have money to pay rent? And they go down this mental spiral of, but what if I fail? What if I fail? What if, it, what if I struggle? And I go, that's, that's a good thing um, yeah. to struggle. Uh, what if and, I choose the wrong career? What if right. I choose the wrong major? Right, there's no turning back. And that's where I go, well, man, that's, uh, you, that's probably going to happen at different times in our lives. Um, but what'll, it's kind of actually fun because that's where God works and that's where God, uh, God shows us that he's active in our lives and it's not all on us. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, totally. Um, Allison, in your practice as a counselor, um, where do you see 
some overlap with what Kevin said in terms of where young adults get stuck or not get stuck. Yeah, I think one of the things I've seen recently um, is young adults asking the question, who am I? And often not having a space to figure out um, how to answer that. And so um, some of the those answers come from who they think their parents want them to be or who they think the society wants them to be or their culture. Um, it might even be... Um, in some ways living out the dream their parents have for them instead of their own ideas and their own gift set. And so like Kevin was saying, the, the struggle can sometimes be um, maybe I have an idea of who I want to be, but it's not what other people think I should be. And I think that a place like the gap is um, a unique space to ask those questions Um maybe removed from some of the same um, influence or, or, but not in a bad way, just a space to think and dream and wonder what could God have for me um, in a unique way um, that, that doesn't really happen maybe in an, in a normal context when we're just doing our normal stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really good. Um, I wonder too. So this week you participated in um some of the programming and scheduled content that we have specifically around identity and calling. Did you find that what the gappers that are currently here, what they said is consistent with what you're seeing in your practice or what struck out to you about those conversations? Yeah, I think um, one thing that stuck out to me was um, the, the space to think and to ask, you know, even we had dinner with, um, one of the gappers last night and he was saying, man, I've loved that um, I can go deep and have deeper conversations with people that I can also um, think about my own, um, my own emotions, my own mental health, um, asking those questions. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it seems like there's real space to grow and to think. And it seems like, um, there's no shame in asking the questions and struggling together um, and feeling like, oh, like Kevin was saying, like, I don't have it together, but because this is a space to figure it out. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that you kind of picked up on that because I think, I think we're in about six weeks now. And one of the most common questions we respond to them with is why do you think that way? Um, and what is that about? And can you think of something that happened that made you think like that? Not to make them question necessarily or discount what they believe, but to help them really understand why they believe what they believe in the first place. Right. And it's been really, it's been really interesting and fun uh, to watch them kind of be caught off guard by that question. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, I guess I do need to know. Right. Um, so that, that's been really good. And to um, really, I think that question strengthens identity, who I am, it, it, it reinforces that same question of who am I? Because now it's not what other people have told me um, or what I should believe or who I am. It's no, I, I am this way because I know it myself. Yes. I know the way God has made me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And that is what we hope for everyone at the end of this program. Um, Kevin led yesterday a hike. We went on a 14er. For those of you who aren't familiar with what a 14er is, it is a, a mountain that is 14,000 feet or higher. 
Um, and so we um, left yesterday morning with our group of gappers at 3.15 a.m. Um, and Kevin led that hike. And so, uh, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about what your observations were and why you think that was a valuable exercise. Totally. Um, it was a joy to lead it. I love the mountains. And one of the things I love about the mountains is the parallels to just our lives in general that you find when you go out into the wilderness and again, kind of free yourself up to struggle and to be okay with that. And that's what yesterday really was for all of us in different ways was a struggle. Uh, a lot of it was physical, just pure, Hey, it's, we're at 13, 14,000 feet. It's hard to breathe. Our legs are burning. Our feet hurt. Our knees hurt. We're hungry. We're tired, all these things. And, um, and so I think one of the things just on a real basic level is learning that, okay, I, I, my mind is screaming at me, are you dying right now? You're in pain and <laughs> it's not okay to be in pain. And just realizing, no, I'm actually, I can actually control my thoughts and go, okay, objectively, I'm not dying. I'm just hiking. I'm just doing something hard and that's okay. And so I can just kind of relax, take some breaths lean on the people with me that I'm climbing with, lean on my guide, mm -hmm. trust them and keep moving forward. And then you just kind of actually over time throughout the hike. And then even as you hike more, climb more mountains or spend time in the wilderness, you realize, Hey, the, the discomfort is, is fine. I'm actually okay. And then I can move, I can move my eyes beyond the discomfort and see the beauty and mm -hmm. see the, wow, this is actually really cool. And it's actually through discomfort. I find things that the world of comfort we live in can never provide. Like I did that. I, I accomplished that. I, I have self-efficacy. I can climb that. I never thought like an hour ago, I did not think I could climb this ridgeline. Yes. But here I am at the top. That's, That's so really funny. cool. This morning I saw one of the gappers and yesterday he was totally spent and basically said he never wanted to do that again. And this yeah. morning I just saw him in the kitchen. He goes, yeah, I'm sorry I was in a bad mood when we got back yesterday, but I would totally do that again. Yes. I and I'm proud that. of myself. I love that. Yeah, so that's, I think, just on a basic level is just building into us. Like like I said earlier, it's okay to struggle, and it, that doesn't mean you're dying necessarily. It, it's just part of the way the world works. And then, and then coming back and showering and sleeping and having a Sunday or whatever it is and and, uh, and then being like, oh, that was actually really fun in retrospect. Yeah. And I grew. And then another thing I said in the morning was, um, you know, there's a, uh, an outfit down the road called Way Forward. And I think the gappers are going to be going with them here in the future. And I've been with them before as well. But one of their sayings is be where your boots are. And I love that idea because when you're climbing, and especially when we started out, you know, we're climbing. It's 430 in the morning. It's pitch black. We've got headlamps on. And we're just going straight uphill at the beginning. And one of the things I said to the, the, t the crew was, you know, it's really easy to, in your head, go, how long is this going to last? How long to the summit? You know, how many hours, how many miles, what time is it? And they were asking all these questions. And my response to that was kind of like, hey, it's not going to benefit you to just be thinking about when am I going to reach the summit, the big goal? What's going to benefit you is just keeping your focus present in the moment in this little sphere of illumination in front of you from your headlamp and your feet and just going, what, what is in front of me is the next step. That's it. That's the next step. Just take one more step and then take another one and then take another one. And in, in that, I'm just going to trust that I can just keep moving and trust my guide <laughs> and know that there's a plan mm -hmm. for me, that somebody's guiding me and, uh, and that I can trust them. And, and I think that, uh, is a really, really 
it's it's kind of almost a subconscious level teaches you about life and the Christian walk in general. Um, that often we get so consumed and go down anxiety spirals thinking about what's the summit of my life. I, in other words, I, I can't wait to be the version of me that I know I should become or that I think God wants me to become or my parents or even just myself. I can't, I want to, I want to be at that summit, but the reality is, you know, none of us are really there. We're all climbing and we're all in the struggle and we're all looking up at that summit going, man, that's so far away. But as soon as you can just go, man, but I'm here on this mountain with these awesome people. We're doing this climb and it's still beautiful where I am and we're moving forward. We're going towards the summit and there's a guide who has my best interest at mind who's taking care of me. Well, then I can just kind of relax and enjoy every step and enjoy uh, the, the sun coming up over the mountains as I'm climbing to the summit and enjoy that moment where I get to care for my teammate who I'm climbing with and encourage them or give them some of my water and, and love them and then, and then to receive care. And you actually begin to enjoy the climb. And so that old adage of, you know, enjoying, enjoying the the climb more than you even enjoy being on the summit. Yeah. I think that's apropos to life, right? Yeah. Just learning things to learn how to be thankful. Christian walk. Yes. What we're trying to do here at the gap, like all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think I see that, and what, how you all frame it, uh, the, the, the gap specifically in, in that, um, talking about identity and calling and who you are and, uh, and really just inviting all of the gappers into uncomfortable spaces. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like climbing a mountain, mm-hmm. uh, and spaces where they're vulnerable and they're seen and they're exposed. And that's another part of hiking I love is, the real you is going to come out in a yeah. way that doesn't happen if you can just run to your room and get away from everybody or something. Or go to it's, church camp. Or go to or, church. Or just, know, run, yeah, just something or just get busy or get mm-hmm. distracted by your phone mm-hmm. or watch. Mm-hmm. You can't do that out there. You're just exposed. And yeah. so um, at the gap year, it's similar. Like you're going to go through budgeting. You're going to go through some really deep stuff in your story and maybe things that have happened in the past. And you're going to talk about, hey, work ethic and all these things. And and the reality is all of us have flaws there and yeah. I do too. And so it's an intense thing to be exposed in a group of people in community. And it's really putting your heart out there like a little bird and, and mm. hoping people are going to hold it gently instead mm. of crush it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of these gappers have had their heart crushed and yeah. hurt before. And so what y'all are doing is giving them the chance to struggle and then be seen in the struggle. And then as a community come around them and go, Hey, we're going to hold this and encourage you and care for you and not hurt you. Yeah. And that's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Thank you so much. Um, what have you noticed maybe about this gap year program that might differ from, um, other gap year programs that you might be familiar with, uh, since you've been here this week? I think what is unique about this, about the gap is that the gappers have the opportunity to be employed in the community, to be working alongside um, locals in a job space. Um, I think part of the curriculum is to be in the world, but not of it, and to be um, learning what does it look like to follow Jesus in every area of my life. Maybe not if I'm just on a mission trip or on a specific, maybe in a full-time ministry, but what? how do I follow Jesus, um, you know, in any job, in any space. And so I think that this program uniquely develops um, young adults as a whole um, in every space, maybe not just focusing in one area. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's good. And I think that was very intentional on our part because um, part of our program, while we are a nonprofit, uh, is, as you know, if you're listening to this, um, a, a small percentage of the program is funded by fees that the new adult pay on a monthly basis, kind of like in the real world from the jobs that they have here in the community with the money that they earn. And so it gives them some autonomy and agency over their own lives um, and being able to budget and plan accordingly. Like, how am I going to make rent this month? And what does that look like if I don't? And what are the ramifications if I don't? And so um, I appreciate that you've noticed that about our program. And I do feel like that is one of the differentiators of our program compared to other ones that I'm familiar with as well. And you're also learning, I mean, how do I work with an employer, like an employer that I don't love or a job that I don't love, you know, or how do I deal with a coworker that I might be in conflict with? And where, whereas some programs might be a little bit more isolated in a bubble, you're, you're in it, you know, in every area of your life, you're working stuff out. Yeah. And funny you mentioned that because we've had those conversations and, the practice of conflict resolution and how do you have those um, while also still being a follower of Jesus? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, what happens when your employer has different values than you? Yeah. What do you do then? And what does it look like to to almost lead from the bottom Yeah, and lead your employer by living out your values, but also honoring them as your employer? That's right. Obviously. We've actually had a gapper come home and say, I she, she doesn't have a job that she absolutely loves. But she came home one day and said, you know what, I think I'm supposed to be exactly where I am because I realized that my work is my mission field while I'm here in South Fork. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking through like that whole concept of the struggle and, and, you know, the idea of leaning into hard things. We say that all the time, mm-hmm. lean into hard things. I probably said it 20 times yesterday on the hike, just lean in. Yeah. It's a hard thing. And so um, I'm wondering, you said, um, and I think Allison probably would say this too, is like we're struggling right now with various things. We're having growth in various things. So in a moment of vulnerability, just curious, where are you leaning into a hard thing right now? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we have a, a one-and-a-half-year-old, 20-month-year-old you can hear in the background right now. Um, and I think for both of us in various ways, it's simultaneously the best thing that's ever happened to us. And it's a, it's a struggle. It's a growth opportunity. It's like climbing a mountain to be a parent. And, and, and in this moment, Allison, I've been talking about how do we grow our family and what does that look like? Um, and you know, we both come from different places and we're two different people. We're married, we're leading this family. We've got one daughter. We don't want her to be alone. And so we've been thinking through, you know, are we going to, jump into foster care um, and the maybe foster to adopt or or go the biological route again or what are we going to do and how are we going to do that and and I've really been confronted with my flesh that that is just scared of more struggle because uh, you know caring for a tiny human is difficult and then uh, you know honestly for me um, putting my heart out there in a foster care situation where you can you can have a child into your home and then be gone the next instant. And, you know, it's really, uh, like physical pain is nothing compared to that kind of pain, emotional pain. And so, you know, Allison and I have been trying to talk there and and make sure we're meeting each other. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, on the marriage front, that can be a struggle where are we missing each other and being vulnerable with her is difficult. And then just the idea of trusting God, how are we going to grow our family and kind of giving control to him? Um, that's actually been really, really 
difficult for me in this season. And it's kind of exposed the fact that a lot of my desire isn't necessarily around even following Jesus or loving my family, but it's just around Kevin being secure and safe and not having to risk too much. Like Mm. I'll risk a little bit as long as I can kind of, it's not too much, but you know, I think in this season, Jesus is saying, Hey, you really want to give me your whole heart? Yeah. You know, your, your family, your, your plans. Um, are you going to do that? You know, so yeah. it kind of feels like starting a new climb in the yeah. dark, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, not knowing where we're going and having to trust my guide. Yeah. And I love that. Like it's a risk. Um, it's a risk. And it's a risk to be here on the gap year program. I yes. mean, you, Tammy said it like, these are some brave souls who showed up, but, uh, but at the same time, it's already paying off. I can see it in their lives. Yeah. But they showed up, they took a risk yeah. coming to a new place with new people that they didn't necessarily know. No. Um, but you can kind of see them coming alive. Even I guess six weeks in, yeah. I can see that. And I've talked with the, the two guys on the hike yesterday. I talked with uh, both of them and uh, the gappers and they both said, I've changed so much in six weeks, more than I thought I ever could, mm-hmm. which is really cool. That's a quote. Yeah. That, oh, that's super cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Allison, how about you? Like in terms of, you know, vulnerability and leaning into a hard thing. Where do you think, um, where do you feel that in your life right now? Probably, um, where I feel it most is in a job transition. And so after being on Young Life staff for 11 years, um, that had really become my identity and really even my walk with Jesus was tied to my work. Mm -hmm. And so my, um, it, it, in one in one sense, um, it's almost like, how do I follow Jesus without Young Life? Because it's been that way for half my life since I was a freshman in college. And so um, that's been a huge space to jump into and to trust. Um, a lot of joy has come from being on Young Life staff. And so in some ways, it's like, Lord, where will you provide the same joy and the same mm-hmm. highs in, in a sense yeah. that I experienced on Young Life staff and um, even some fear because when, when something like an identity is threatened or taken away, it's, I've been grasping to find something else, right? And so um, one of my friends or mentor type person said, well, it sounds like you're in a really healthy place to actually grab onto your identity as, as a child of God. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good, but also really uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> and hard, you know? And so it's been a good space to do that. And also, um, just a challenge too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the reason I asked this question of people that come on is because I think it's important that, uh, any new adult that might be listening hears that older adults, even though you're not that much older, yeah. but you know, even older adults, there's always, there's always an opportunity for growth towards Jesus mm-hmm. kind of reaching that summit, just like Kevin had mentioned. And, and, um, it's there's kind of, no, no having arrived, right. We're yes, all figuring it out. Yes. And I think it's a facade to say someone has arrived, but often we have that picture in our mind that other people have, but somehow I'm uniquely struggling or yes. I'm uniquely different in a, in a bad way, yep. you know, and yep. not, not a cool, fun way <laughs> in a right. way that's, that makes me, you know, other than where I can't show up as my true and real self. Yep. 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 And it's about taking uh, one step forward right. rather than just planting your feet right there mm-hmm. and being paralyzed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Guys, thank you both so much for being here. Um, it's, it's been a joy to get to know you here in Colorado and visit with you and talk with you just about mm-hmm. life and Jesus and other fun things. Yeah. And um, it's been so fun. I look forward to just continuing our, our relationship and um, really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tammy. It's been a real joy. Yeah. What a gift. Uh, what a. We're really serving Jesus by coming to Colorado for a week in the summer, you know, and climbing mountains and spending time with awesome people. You know, a lot of times this is one of those weeks where I'm like, man, yeah, Jesus invites us into scary things and hard things, but also amazingly, uh, abundantly uh, more than we would dare to ask or imagine ourselves. And this is one of those weeks where I'm like, wow, we get to do this. This is Mm -hmm. really cool. And we just, like Tammy said, just kind of felt the spirit nudging us. And here we are. It's been awesome. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Hey, thanks for listening. If you would like to talk to one of us at The Gap, you can reach us at info at leanintothegap.org. We are a 501c3 organization and exist through donations from people and organizations that have a passion for the rising generation.